forget about it. And it's one of those which I never, I glimpsed that through the years, but I didn't uh, tackle it. Okay, so luckily, we're basically coming yet. So here we go. Now, here's the well-known section in Parshas Noyach, where he plants a vineyard, and he says l'chaim. It's near the end, and that is, uh, yep. Uh, yeah, page 42 in your stone edition. And the Pesach says, 42. Pesach Chof, it says, Vayochel noyach ish ho'adoma vayita korem. Now, let me let you know. Let me just bring to your attention that Vayochel noyach has many, many interpretations. Ish ho'adoma also has many, many interpretations. Vayita Korem is mainly basically what it says. Um, so therefore, we will not, I'm not going to go into all the different uh, uh, commentaries, what they say, but definitely just to highlight the need uh, for what the Rogachover says. This is a sheer deal. Uh, I don't know if you're acquainted. We learn, yeah, you, okay. Pardon? Okay, so we're, we're treating the Chumash with the commentary of the, uh, Go, the genius of the city of Rogachev. He was a Rav in Dvinsk, together with Rameir Simcha of Dvinsk. I don't know if you may have heard his works on the Rambam, whatever. Okay, without spending much time. So anyway, he has always phenomenal, amazing analysis of the Chumash. And uh, he's not your uh, everyday standard commentary. And one needs to spend a lot of time to figure out what he says, because most of his writing is cryptic, etc., etc., etc. So anyway, so we were, uh, we are, uh, we, we we were lucky enough to study him for the last couple of years, many years, three years. This is the fourth year, and anyway, we're so we have just a section which we haven't ever tackled. Here we go. Now, okay, so you'll see for yourself that in Rashi, Vayochel Noyach. Now, literally, Vayochel Noyach means Noyach began, was the first one to initiate. He initiated, he started. We find already the term Vayochel before, Oz Hochel, right? Before, in the Parsha Snoyach itself, we have that term. Oz Hochel Likroi B'Shem Hashem, or the end of Bereshis. Anyway, that term was used before, which means, and, and the Targum actually says, that it means that he, was the, he began, he started off, in other words, after the Mabul, after the, uh, yeah. Uh, so then, uh, he started to work the, he was, he was, start, he started to plant. So he said, he started. But Rashi doesn't learn that he started off. Vayochel doesn't mean started off. Rashi basically says, Vayochel means he debased himself. I think they translate debased. Is that the correct definition? Okay. Uh, and the reason why Rashi translates Vayochel to mean debased because the Mephoshim say, if for Rashi, if so, why did, Rashi, why did the Pesach have to tell us that he started to plant? The Torah should just say that he planted. He planted the vineyard. Why is it relevant that Vayochel he started? So what's the, why is, that seems to be superfluous, just redundant, extra, there's no need to, to highlight that. So there must be a message in the Vayochel. According to Rashi, the message is that he, there's a message there. He didn't just 
he didn't just start to plant, because that would have been sufficient to say he planted. He says, Vayochel, he debased himself. There's a message in the Vayochel. And Rashi says, why did he debase? In what way is that an expression that he debased, debased himself? Says Rashi, He had nothing better to choose to plant. He's planting vineyards. Why is he planting vines and vineyards? And well, look what happens. He's drinking. And look what happens after he drinks. He gets drunk, and after he gets drunk, look what happens. So there's trouble. What are you for? Could have planted other wonderful things. That's what uh, Rashi says. If you notice, Rashi says he could have planted other things. That's basically brought from the Medrash. The Medrash says that. Uh, Rashi says, uh, excuse me, There is another text which reads in the Rashi, It was an Aleph written. It's not Acheres, a different type of uh, a twig, a plant, or whatever, yeah? Or sapling, right? Sapling is the word, yeah? But it could have been, he should, Achas, it says he planted a, 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 a vineyard. He planting vineyards. It says, Vayita Korem. It doesn't say Vayita Gofen. One, one would have sufficed. If he just wants to, to, to secure that the vine, the grapes, and actually, interestingly, the Rabbeinu Bechaye, and the Radak and Rabbeinu Bechai, Rabbeinu Bechai, Rabbeinu Bechai say that why does the Taket say Vayochel? If we learn Vayochel means he was the first one to initiate it. Yeah, he was. Because he's the first one who came around till, till Noyach, people, there were many different things planted, right? But there were no vineyards. People are planting vines. And they were planting vines, and they, just like they were planting trees, or they were planted trees, they were consuming the trees, consuming the fruit. Look what he's doing. To consume fruit, a vine is enough. But if you want to drink wine, you got to plant a vineyard, right? You want to manufacture wine, so you need a vineyard. So a vine, so a vine is not good enough. You need a vineyard. A kerem. So that's what the Radak says. That's the, the, the unique thing of Noyach. Vayochel, Noyach, he started something, he initiated something new. Vayita Korem. I'm just showing, again, just, just brings to our attention the need to explain why the Vayochel... And why it says Vayita Korem, what's so novel about that? It doesn't say Vayita And Rashi, if you take a look at the Rashi, Rashi says on Vayita Korem, and, and basically Rashi queries, where does he get it from? Where does he have the saplings from? So Rashi says he has the saplings because he took them into the, to the Teva when he had to protect himself from the marble, from the waters, from the flood waters. So he, he secured himself by taking the saplings in with him. Rashi mentions not just saplings, a vine, Zmoros, for Anovim, for, for grapes. But he also says, him saplings of dates. And the Mepharshim say, where does Rashi pick that up from? It doesn't say in the post, speak about dates. It speaks about vines, not dates. So they explain, the, rabbi, the Rimbo or Lainish, one of the Rishonim quoted in the Svarim. So this one of the Valayatoisves, he says, because the Kerem is made up of of, of grapes and dates. That's a carrot. That's the style. That's the way it was. Very colorful. Never because out of the dates, you could make beer as well. Yafe, okay. Very nice. Okay, good. Pseudo. I'll call upon him so they can see that with the Rashi was also the shirt why it says Korem. According to that definition, Rashi was bothered why it says Kerem, which is a vineyard, not just a vine, because it would have been written Geffen. 
So it says, get Karen to tell us. And that's why Rashi says, Te'enim, not just grapes, but Anovim, which are grapes, but also Te'enim. So you see, Rashi also highlights every word of the Pasuk. And then Rashi says, what does it say? Isha HaDoma. He was the man of the land. How do they, let me see how they translate. Isha HaDoma. Take a look at the Chof. The Pasuk Chof. The man of the earth. The man of the earth debased himself and planted a vineyard. The man of the earth. So don't ask the Ramban. Don't ask. Yeah, ask. The Ramban deals with it, brings about three or four different definitions of what Isha Adoma means. Okay? And Rashi says it means the man, Adoine Adoma, etc., etc. So basically, from all of what we mentioned, it's quite obvious, right, that there is a need to explain the Vayochal Noyach, Isha Adoma, each one, each the different commentaries explain each one in their way. In addition, interestingly, the different Mephorshim also raise an issue. It's, if it says Vayochal Noyach, Isha Adoma, it should have said Vayochal Noyach, Isha Adoma, Lita Kerem, to plant a vineyard. He started off to plant a vineyard. So the, the grammatical, it, uh, the, the grammar doesn't seem to fit either. So, and they try to make it fit it into the Pasuk. So there are many issues in this Pasuk which need analysis. Of course, and we'll soon see the Rogachavar has something phenomenal and amazing to explain every expression of this Pasuk. Now, even though the editors uh, who edited the editors of this text uh, seem to, are very helpful, definitely, and we'll follow with them, but they don't do the a complete job, and that will allow us to also complete the, their work. Uh, let me just highlight just two uh, definitions uh, of the commentaries which they approach this Pasuk with the halachic perspective. And that is as follows. Uh, the Maril Diskin, in his commentary, asks, what is the meaning of Ish Adoma, and why is it relevant that the Pasuk should convey to us that he is the Ish Adoma? like I say, the different commentaries say different things, and etc., and Rashi and the Ramban. Ish Adoma, what is that he conveying? What does it say? What does it mean? And he says as follows, he brings a Medrash, which the Medrash says that when it, he plants the, the saplings, it says on the same day it plants the saplings, the same day it grows, the, 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 it, 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 it sprouts and it grows, the same day he squeezes the grapes and the same day he makes the wine and the same day he drinks and he gets drunk, etc. It all happens quickly. Uh, there was no waiting period. Uh, basically, uh, he asks, isn't there a halach of orla? We know in the Parshas Gdoshim it says, that the, when you plant a fruit tree, so the din is the fruit tree, the first three years, the first period of when it gives off, gives fruit, it grows fruit, you can't consume the fruit of the first year, of the second year, of the third year. It's called arlo. Okay? And the fourth year, the fruit which the harvest is called reneta uh, revai, the fourth year, and that has the, is the, that fruit is consecrated. It has the same criteria as Master Shani, the tithes of the sabbatical year of the first and second and the fourth and fifth of the sabbatical year, which is Maeser Shani, which has to be eaten as consecrated fruits in Yerushalayim. So uh, that's Netaravai. <laughs> we'll soon come to Netaravai. So Arla, if that's the case, if Arla is prohibited, he says the Maril Diskin. Now, it needs, this in itself needs analysis. The Maril Diskin refers us back to a Rashi. Rashi says, when Hashem says to Noyach, you should choose from the kosher animals, 
You should take seven, right? Seven, seven, right? Seven by seven, however they translate it. And from the non-kosher, the two, the peers of, yeah, the peers. So uh, Rashi says, how did he know that it is Torah? Says Rashi, this teaches us that Noyach learned Torah, even though it's before the period of what Torah was given, it was before Matan Torah. Nevertheless, that teaches us that Noyach learned Torah. It doesn't say he fulfilled the mitzvahs, okay? Uh, the fact is, he learned Torah so he knew what is kosher and what is non-kosher. He also had the issue of Orla and Baganeta. Who did? With Odom. Huh. He had the fruit. What about yeah, it? It was Orla. It, was, it was, hadn't reached three years. What are you trying to say? That the situation was... He it's had a problem with his Orla. Oh, yeah. It could be, but you know, we spoke, we touched on it on Shabbos. Okay, we touched on it on Shabbos. Let's just go. We did touch. We shouldn't be touching. Okay, let's just say Lechaim. Okay, so, yeah. Excuse me for that. And we just let's go on. Uh, so, the Maril Diskin refers us to the Rashi and says, Ah, Rashi says, Lomad Noyach Torah. So if so, how was he allowed to consume? How did he allow himself to consume the fruits and drink the wine of, the, of this vine, right, from the vineyard, which didn't, he didn't wait for three years? Now, again, like I say, the most Rashi says is that he learned Torah. So he knew to differentiate between what is kosher and what is not kosher. It doesn't say anywhere that Noyach, at least in this Rashi, doesn't say that Noyach fulfilled the mitzvahs. There's a whole query in this forum if the, 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 the Avram, Yitzchak, and Yankiv, if they fulfilled the mitzvahs before the Torah was given. But in relation to Odom or Noyach, Noyach, it says he, he learned Torah, but that's as far as it goes. It could be he learned, didn't fulfill. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll just follow in his footsteps. He says, based on this Rashi, how does he eat, consume the Orla? So he answers as follows. He says an interesting thing. He says, that's why it says in the Posik, Ish Ho'adomo. He was a person who planted the vineyard not just for personal use. He planted it in his own personal area, but for public consumption, for the people <coughs> to appreciate it, okay? And the Mishnah, there's an opinion in the Mishnah, Mesechta Orla, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Beis, if I recall correctly, in Mishnah's Orla. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that based on what it says in the Pesach, um, there's an argument in the Mishnah based on the expressions of the Chumash in Parshas Gdoshim, and it's derived from the Chumash, Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that if one plans the different, different ways of learning this Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, but according to the opinion, at least this is one, one way of learning, and that is if he plants in his own private uh, area fruits, a fruit tree for public consumption, not for, to keep it as a private thing, Orla, the halacha of Orla doesn't apply. And that's why he says, that's the meaning, that's what is conveyed. Isho Adomba, he was a man of the earth, he was a, he was a, he was a, a farmer, right? And Bimele is planting trees, and he wants everybody to enjoy what, his, his fruits, and therefore, it's not a, for, public, for personal, private consumption, so the halacha of Earth doesn't apply according to Rabbi Yehuda, and this follows without opinion. Okay, I'm just showing that this is just one way of one approach of uh, uh, which they, they connect the halacha with the yet. Yeah. Uh, the ponim yofoi says that there is an issue. Why, he, he brings to our attention what the medrash says, and basically Rashi says uh, by this uh, the noyach is, is debasing himself. Right? Is chilul? It says chilul. It's in other words, there's something which is not so holy about what noyach is doing. What's so not holy about it? So he says in the Medrash, the text of the Medrash says, it's Vayochel is Melosh and Chilul, there's a desecration going on, so to speak. And the Medrash goes on to say the desecration is by this that he is planting this 
the, the vine and the vineyard. And then he drinks the wine. So he says the desecration is as follows, because the saplings may have been questionable in a halacha, if he was able to derive benefit from these saplings, because it may have a halacha of kelaya kerem. The rule is that if vine is mixed, a mixed breed with other, with other uh, zroin, with other uh, uh, breeds, so that with other species, etc., so then there's a shail of kelaya kerem. Now listen, but... The indication, that's what he says, the interesting thing. He says, because by Klai Karim, it says in the Torah, Pen Tugdash Hamaleya. Tugdash means that there's a sanctity. So when we say Vayochel, there is a chilul, that means that there's a desecration of something which is sanctified. So because the halacha of Kelaya Karim, the Chumish, by the, in, in, in case of Kelaya Karim, which is in the Parashaski say in Deuteronomy, tells us, it describes it. Uh, uh, the prohibition of Kelaya Kerem, the mixed breed of, 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 of vine, in, with the term pentugdash, which means, the Gemara says it means that it will become prohibited to consume. But we use the term in the description of tugdash, which means sanctified, so to speak. And something which is sanctified, you have to refrain from coming near it. Because it's, it remains holy, you're not meant to come near it. Basically set aside. So because we use that term, says the Ponomiophos, ah, that's the vayochel. That is the desecration of this tugdash, meaning that's the problem of the Kalaya Kerem. So he again also uh, seems to touch on the halacha perspective. Uh, listen here. The Roget Shovergoin has something, like I say, phenomenal. And he explains, he's bothered, and I believe he is bothered he generally, in it, like I say, what he writes is cryptic. And he also doesn't highlight the questions. No questions. So you have to figure out what was bothering him. I, based on what we've just mentioned, I believe, number one, he's analyzing why it says, Vayochel Noyach. We've seen that it's redundant. What does the third have to even tell us? Now, if it says, Vayochel Noyach, what does it have to say? Vayita Korem. It should say, Lintoya HaKerem. Like we mentioned different before Shemesk. The Ksav HaKabola explains it. The, the Emekdova, the Nitziv explains it. And other Rishonim ask the same question, etc. What's the Vayita Korem? So the, grammatically, it doesn't seem to fit. Also, what does the Torah say? Vayita Korem? Should have said Vayita Gefen, we mentioned, right? And the Rashi explains it, another Rishonim explains it. What's the Isha Adam all about? So basically, he's going to tell us something phenomenal on every part of it. And they're all interconnected. And of course, with the halachic perspective, now even though the halacha in the, in, the, in, the, in the final application, the final halachic ruling, the halacha may not be so, number one. Number two, uh, possibly he connected with the halacha of Revai. And we know very well that Labdafka, haven't, we haven't yet established that Noyach, may have learned, known the Torah, but it didn't have to keep the mitzvahs. Possibly, possibly, even though the Marudis can take it for granted that he did. So possibly, maybe the Roger Trevor also learns that way. I'm unsure. It has to be substantiated. I have to substantiate it. In other words, I'm unsure about it. But whatever the case is, one thing's definite. And if the Torah conveys it, right, if it's conveyed in the Pasuk, the Roger approach is that we find that the, the Pasuk reflects the halacha. In other words, if the Torah expresses itself in a certain form and fashion, so even though in the literal factual sense it may have not occurred precisely this way, but if it can be interpreted in that way, even though it may not, doesn't have to especially apply to Noyak per se, but that reflects this act, so and so, 
etc. Even though it may not have to apply to Noach Dafke. So therefore the Torah Dafke chose to express itself in this manner because it will reflect this approach and this, this analysis of Aloha. Now. Durogachover going says, he explains, now what is another interesting thing I found? All the Mephorshim, just about every one of them, all talk down at Noach. They say everything which occurred in this Pasuk is basically against him. And as it's obvious from the sequence, and this is based on a Gemara. The Gemara says, and all the Rishonim bring this, and many commentaries bring it. Basically, the gist of what the, of this Parsha is, the Torah wants to convey that, you know, to get drunk and over drink is unhealthy and not correct and not etc etc and therefore keep away from it and that's well look what occurred and look what uh, what evolved from all of it etc and that's where he curses Canaan and look what etc 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 the sequence of the parish it's no good they all talk down at Noyach. Uh, and as interestingly Rabbeir Simchen the Meshachachme Rabbeir Simchen Midvinsk has an interesting approach here he brings a medrash where the medrash says that initially we call Noyach uh, so we start off calling him Ish Sadik, and now at the end of the parsha we call him an Ish Adoma, correct? And the Medrash says by Moshe Rabbeinu was in the opposite vein. We start off calling him an Ish Mitzri. That's when he smites the the Mitzri, right? Or they smites etc. The issue when he goes out to see his brethren, and then at the end in Parshas Vezeh we call him Ish Elokim, a godly man. So, the, the, so in general, it's conveying, right? Without the, how it's analogous to Moshe, but this in itself, Noyach, we see with the Medrash that's talking down at Noyach. And we're saying, look, Noyach starts off wonderfully, right? He is called Ish Tzadik, and we end up calling him an Ish Adama. But isn't that like a comparison to Adam? Because Adam was Meyafa. From, from yeah, that good, very nice. So but now, but we're talking about Noyach and not Adam. You get it? That's the issue. Then. Of course, Adam is Minah mina Adam. That's why we call him Adam. You get it? That's why we call him Adam. The reason we call him Adam is because he's Minah Adam. You understand? But what's the what's so beautiful that you're nicknamed Isha Adam if we call you Ish Sadik? So what's the big deal of calling you Isha Adam? Some want to say it's a wonderful thing. Hey. This man is a wonderful farmer. He's, uh, he's, he's producing and manufacturing his Nishkin Klein and Mensch. He owns Shepparton. Let's call it what you like over there, right? Well, these, uh, B, B, what do you call the SPC? The SPC. SPC, okay. So that's it. He's a Givaldic guy, yeah, all right. He started it all off. He's a Gansamacher. Beseder, Hivanti. Of course you can say that. I'm just saying the Medrash talks down at him. So Zishadoma is not like Ishadik. So what, there's just an interesting analysis of Romero Simcha in, in Meshach Hochman. He says, look, he says the facts are, one would, one would seem to logically, one would argue that if one looks after himself and, 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 and you know, it's spiritually, right? So then uh, eventually he'll turn out to be wonderful, right? Where if one thinks about others and he, so to speak, uh, goes out there and reaches out to others and worries about other souls and doesn't think so much about his own spiritual well-being, right? So one would expect that the bit of spirituality he has, right, the bit of Gdusha and Tara and Torah he has, he'll only forget it. So, says the, says the Ramir Simcha here, this is the Torah comes and tells us that it's just the opposite. One would rationally argue, listen, it wouldn't be so. But look, Noyach, looked after himself, right? He didn't look after his generation. And he was, so to speak, look, he was an ish tzaddik, he was a tzaddik, in right? 
And therefore Hashem says, you have to go, we're saving you. You weren't like the sinners in the, in the time of the marble. But guess what? Because he only looked after himself and didn't worry about anyone else in his com in community, and he wasn't a communal person, like the Zoyar says, etc., like the Medrashim say, he only thought about himself and didn't think about the rest. So therefore he ends up, guess what? He ends up, you would think, ah, so he, he ended up becoming even a Shainayid. Nothing doing. He ended up becoming a Isha Adoma from an Sadiq, because he only worried about himself. Where Dafka Moshe Rabbeinu didn't just worry about himself. He was an Ishmitri. He went out there to his brethren and worried about Klal Yisrael. He was an Askin Siburi. He was a communal-minded person. And he went out there and he thought about his brethren, not just about his own spiritual well-being. Uh, such a yid, there's hope. He says, from the Torah perspective, your own argument, you'll argue maybe it should be the opposite. From the Torah perspective, Dafka yid who thinks about another yid, he'll end up becoming an Isha Olekim. Mersin says it. Look at it. You would expect that Achoset should say it, yeah? Ramir Simcha says it. Look at it. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Rogachover going. Rogachover going brings Vayochel Noyach. So we said Vayochel means debased, right? Says the Rogachover. Oh, so I wanted to say, so even though all the Mephorshim, based on the Chazal, seem to talk down at Noyach, the Rogachover explains this posuk that Noyach had wonderful intentions. His initial intention was wonderful, was perfect. And he wants to be Mekayim a mitzvah. And I'm thinking, you keep on raising Odom. It could be, and I saw it somewhere in one of the Mephorshim, one of the Madrashim, that really what Noach is doing here, he wanted to fix up what Odom messed up. What did Odom mess up? According to the opinion. There's an opinion in the Gemara that Odom, the Eitz Adas, was a vine, was a geffen, Right? And what do we say? The Medrash says that if he would have waited, he was, he was a blind, he would have waited for three hours, right? From the ninth hour until the twelfth hour. That he wouldn't have eaten from the Eitzadahs, from that vine, and he would have made Kiddush on those grapes, right? On the wine from those grapes, he would have made Kiddush. So then he would have been Mekadosh the Shabbos. The Shabbos was Friday night. He was, he was formed and, and created on Friday. So from the ninth hour to the twelfth hour, for three hours he couldn't wait. So that's the Ingen of Orla, like the Orachayim HaKadosh explained, right? That was the Ingen, that he, that's why we have the mitzvah of Orla. Hashem says that you, Adam Arishon, you couldn't contain yourself for three hours. And look, the Jewish nation, the Am Yisrael, throughout the, yeah, the, the, the Torah says you should have, wait three years and don't consume the fruits of the tree. Okay? So because the Eitz Adas, his sin was with the vine, so Noach wanted to fix and correct that. And mend that. How was it mended? By doing a mitzvah with the vine. What is the mitzvah? Possibly this is the backdrop and the, the, the general uh, uh, foundation to what the Rabbi wants to say. Because his approach is a positive approach. That Noyach, he wants to fulfill mitzvahs. He wants to do a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? Neta revai. Neta revai. Listen to this. Neta revai. In Parshas... In the parasha of, of Orla, in parasha's Kedoshim, the Torah says, we mentioned it before in, in, in passing, Torah says the first three years of, 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 of a fruit tree, you can't, you, it's prohibited to consume the harvest of the first three years. The harvest of the fourth year, says the Torah, that is Kodesh Hilulim Lashem. That is, we described as Netarevai. The plants, the saplings of the fourth year. The saplings of the fourth year are, are consecrated saplings. 
You must take them to, according to the Torah, right? Not forget about take it out of our context. You have to take it to Yerushalayim, eat it within Yerushalayim, etc. It has a criteria as Meiser Sheni. The Rambam has Hil in Hil Sefer's Rhyme. Hil has Meiser Sheni. Venetoravai. It has the same criteria of Meiser Sheni. Okay, we eat it in Jerusalem. If you can't schlep all of that, all those saplings, you can redeem them. And the monies, the the sanctity is transferred on the monies, and the monies you spend in Yerushalayim. And then they become deconsecrated, unconsecrated, the, the saplings. But otherwise, the saplings, that's netaravai. Now, so the wine you make from netaravai, netaravai is a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah. That's, it's, it has, it's consecrated. You eat it to Yerushalayim and you fulfill a mitzvah, etc., etc. The same goes for the wine you make and produce from it. Says the Rogachover going, he explains this whole Pesach is talking about netaravai. Okay? Now, let me tell you something. To appreciate what's going on here, you just have to know what general, some general information, and that is as follows. Uh, the first, like I say, the first three years are Arla, prohibited to consume that harvest. The, fifth, the fourth year is Netaravai. The fifth year, the harvest is like just ordinary fruit. No worries, okay? That's number one. Number two. There's an argument in the Gemara in Mesech the Brachas of Lamet Hayom Adam. Is this now too? Or is this just now? Is this the next? What do you mean now? Netaravai. A Shailin the Machloekis Aposkim. You have to take. Yeah, Orla definitely. It's a din of Orla's Chutzlor. It's for sure, hundred percent so. It's Midrabanan, but nevertheless, yeah, for sure, the the, the true fruit uh, fruit trees for the first three years of the harvest is Orla definitely. Netaravai. There's a Machloekis in Rishonim. If Netaravai applies to Chutzlor, according to the Rambam, it doesn't. According to most Rishonim, it definitely applies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shulchan Aruch Yeridei Simin. Reish Tzadik Dalit, 294. You'll find it there. Okay. All the details. Uh, another halacha. So the Gemara says in the Sechta Baruchas of Lamatei Mudalaf, just general information. There's a machloikis. Is, is, is it the, 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 the saplings, the, the fruits of the fourth year, the, the harvest of the fourth year, is it applied to Neta Revai or does it apply to Kerem Revai? The difference is simple. Just the words themselves say it. Netaravai means saplings of the fourth year. Any type of fruit tree. Any type of sapling. It doesn't have to be dafka or grape. Any type of fruit. Kerem revai means vines only. So there's Poshat HaMachloikis, says Rashi, that wherever you'll find in the Mishnah, the opinion who says that the halacha of revai, the fourth year that the, that the, the fruit, the harvest is regarded as consecrated fruit and has to be consumed in Yerushalayim, that fruit, wherever the Mishnah speak about revai, there's one opinion who says it applies to all netta, all saplings. Another opinion says it applies only to kerem revai, only to vine, only to grapes. The Rambam's opinion is that it applies to netta revai. That's the way he codifies it. But we're not, it's not relevant to us what the, what the halacha is, the final halacha. We're discussing what is in this context. We're following with the opinion that it's Kerem Revai. Okay? That's number one. That's one opinion of the Gemara. It's one of the, it's one, a Tatana's opinion. It's a, a, a Tatana in the Mishnah. Okay. Now, in addition, the, the, the definition, what is the definition of a Kerem? When we speak about a vineyard, so the Gemara says, in the Sikhta Soita, Daf Mem Gimel Amud Beis, the Mishnah and the Gemara, defines a Kerem. That means you can have a vine and then you have a vineyard. What makes so a vine is one, right? What is a vineyard? How many? <coughs> Says the Gemara, five. You must have five vines. 
And they're set up in such a way, it's one across the other, that means four trees, and one comes out like a tail. Okay, that's the, the definition, the halachic definition of kerem, of vineyard. Okay, listen to this. There is an argument in the Rishonim, a big time argument. The Rishonim quote an opinion. Now, when you look at the Chumash, it would seem, the Torah, when you take out a parashas Gdoshim, it would seem as follows that the din of Orla applies, and that is definite so. Orla, that you can't consume the, the harvest of the first three years, that applies by all trees, not Dafka by vines. The whole argument in the Gemara is only about the fourth year, right? Does it apply only to the vine? Or does it apply to all trees or not? Okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, most commentaries, most Rishonim learn, just as Orla, if you have just one tree, one tree, right, which has harvested the first, second, third year, all of that can't be consumed. The same applies one, one vine or one tree on the fourth year. You don't need a Five trees. Rashi and Mesechta Soita. Okay. So when you look at the Gemara and Mesechta Brochus, it seems the only argument, if you say, Kerem Revai, Yonete Revai, the only argument is, does it apply only to vines? The fourth year consecrated fruits uh, harvest? Only to vines or to all trees? That seems to be the only base, the only argument. But Rashi says, in Mesechta Soita Daf Mem Gimel Amud Beis, 43 side B, and the Sheilta is the Rav Achai Goin, the Goinim. In Sheilta is in Parshas Gdoshim, Sheilta Kuf, their opinion is as follows that the opinion who says that it applies to vine and vine only, it has to be five vines. It has to be a vineyard. A vineyard. So Kerem Revai, that's novel. In other words, all the commentaries learn that even if we'll accept that it applies to vines and no other trees, but one vine is enough. And it has the halach of a consecrated harvest. But these, Rashi and the Shilters are of the opinion, it are clearly written, and it's based on the, on the verses of the Psukim, that only if I follow with the opinion that it's on, with, with the vine, it has to be the grapes, it must be a vineyard. Okay, good. Now we're following that approach. It must be a vineyard. Now, just realize that this opinion is quoted by the Rishonim and the Ramban in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, that Yud, quoted in the Ran in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah, brings, they argue on the Shilters and they say, forget it. It's, off. it's wrong. And now time doesn't allow to elaborate why it's wrong, but it's very straightforward. They say the halach is surely not so, and it can't be so. If it's by, if it's, even if it applies to vine, the halach is even one vine. You don't need five vines, etc. It doesn't have to be a vineyard. <laughs> but that is their opinion. Now, my feeling is that the Rogichover, with his analysis, wants to reconcile to a degree this problem the Ran and the Ramban have on the Sheiltis and the Rasha. And therefore, he adds something interesting. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what he says as we go. Okay, let's start explaining what's going on. We're talking about Revai again, and we, we need a vineyard. For Revai, we need a vineyard, right? Let's not forget that. 
We're following with that approach that we're talking about, we're following with the opinion that it's Kerem Ravai, number one. We're also following with the opinion of the Shiltis and Rashi that we need five, that there should be a Chiv and Ravai. Okay? Good. Says the Rogachover, what's Vayochel Noyach mean? Vayochel Noyach means as follows. He quotes a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, the Mishnah says in Misech Shviz, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Ches. What is the definition of a Nitiyo? Nitiyos. The Mishnah says that in relation to Shviz, the sabbatical year, that depends on the, the, the age of the saplings. Okay? Without going into the technicalities of that Mishnah. And then the Mishnah Ches says, up to what age is it called Neta? The term netio, sapling, up to what age is it a sapling? And thereafter, it is not described as a sapling, a netta. Says the Mishnah that the term of the Mishnah is, Ad em, let me read for you the Mishnah, Ad nikru Rabbi Eliezer ben Azari Omer, Ad sheyacholu. That's the word used in the Mishnah. What does yacholu mean? they become unconsecrated. And the Talmud Yerushalmi on that, in the Talmud Yerushalmi, according to one opinion, but we'll follow with that opinion, like most Rishonim learn, not like the Rambam, what does Acha Yecholu mean? Saplings are defined halachically only until Yecholu. What does Yecholu mean? They become unconsecrated. What does that mean? When you can consume it. The fifth year. Is that The fifth year. Yeah, the fifth year, the fifth year, the fifth year, you get it? Yeah. You get it? Yeah. So now says the Rogachov, if that's the definition, he also brings up the Seftim, Baba Metziah, where we have that expression clearly, Ad So we're using the term Yocholu, which means unconsecrate. Chulin, like Chulin, okay? So when it says in the Torah, Vayochel Noyach, Vayochel Noyach. Right? And we're referring to something which he's going to be planting, right? And we use Vayochel. And we said Vayochel is an unusual expression. It doesn't mean he started, it doesn't mean he debased. It, it, what does the Torah have to say? Say it. No, the Torah had to say it. Because we're talking about the Vayochel Noyach. He's dealing with saplings which are, in a, are described as Vayochel. He's handling saplings which have gone through the stage of Neta and they are now Vayochel. That's a halachic definition of Ayochel, according to the Mishnah and the Tesefta. They're five years, these saplings are after the fourth year. The fourth year, they were Kodesh, and now they are Vayochel. That's the kind of sapling he's handling. Okay? Mm. He plants Nitiois, he plants saplings, which are five years, in other words, he took them with him into the Teva, but these are saplings which have gone through the five years. They're now the five years old. He plants them. He plants them. He plants many. He plants them. Guess how he plants them. Now if you plant saplings, listen carefully. After they've gone through, the, 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 the same sapling, right? Has gone through the first three years of Orla. Okay? The fourth year of Netaravai, it's the fifth year now. Now you uproot it and you replant it. 
It starts all over again. Yeah? Except. There's one exception. Guess. Says the Mishnah, says the Rogachover going. There's one exception. In Misechta Orla, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Gimel. And also in Gimel Bar Mitzia, Dafkof Aleph. If they're uprooted and their roots remain in the ground, and it's just the sapling without the earth, which is attached to its roots, and then you replant it, it starts all over again. Because it's a new plant. But what happens if it becomes uprooted with its roots and with the ground around attached to the roots, and then replants itself, right? Says the mission, if it's able to cope and live on without the additional new ground, doesn't start all over again. Because it's just the original thing transferred to a different place. Okay? Says the Rogachover, that's the exception. I believe the Rogachover wants to say, the Rogachover says as follows. If he definitely, what did he do? He planted saplings in the, after the fifth year. So he's planting saplings which have no shaila of Orla and no obligation of Revai. Listen carefully, no obligation of Revai. Okay? But he's replant but only when is it? When he replants them with the ground attached to its root. You get it? That's Isha Adama. What? What are you talking about? He's a farmer, he's Isha Adama. He's an earthly man. What's negate? He's an earthly man, but he knows all the tricks of how to plant. You get it? And therefore, when he doesn't just rip it out of the ground and replant it, he's an Isha Adama Fashtate Gut. In the Adoma, and therefore he makes sure to undo it with the Adoma. Not in vain do we say Yisho Adoma. Says the Rogichavel of now that he's uprooted the saplings, which are five years old, because they're Vayochel, and he's undone it with the Gushon, with Gushon, like it says in the Mishnah in Orla, and therefore it's able to cope on its own, and he now plants, they become now implanted. So now we have a vineyard, a vineyard which doesn't oblige one in Arla for Shonat, because the Arla, it's the same initial thing which has gone through the, the Arla years. It doesn't, there's no obligation of, of Revai either, right? And it's the fifth year, finished. So he has it, but, but, but Noyach wants to fulfill the mitzvah of Kerem Revai, to drink the wine of Revai. How does he have it? You know how he has it? Says the Pasik further, Vayita Korem. What does he plant? Doesn't say he plants a Geffen. He plants a Kerem. Says the Rogachover, he plants one vine. But this one vine completed the Kerem. Planted four saplings with the earth attached to it. He then takes one more Vayita. Baita means there's a new planting going on. You get it? It says, remember we asked, what does it say? It should have said, he started, No. There's a new kerem he's planting. 
He's planting it in sequence to what he started. He started by Yochan Noyach Adoma. Right? He's we're telling you exactly what is Noyach doing. Noyach is doing as follows. This is by Yochan Noyach. He's taking the saplings with the earth Isha Adoma, and then he does also by Yita Korem. Right? He's planting a Korem. It says again by Yita. So it seems like he's planting something else. Right? So yes, says the Rogachover, he's planting something else. What else is he planting? Listen to what he does. Says the Rogachover, he's replanted something which only went through the three years of Orla. He's now taking that, listen carefully, the three years of Orla, okay? And it hasn't gone through the revive period, the fourth year. He now adds that to the four which he planted. So there's now five. That establishes a Kerem, right? Kerem Revai. We now have Kerem Revai. What is novel? This follows with the, the approach of Rashi in the Shildas, that Revai, the halacha of, 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 of consecrated fourth year, is only when we have five. But what is novel about the analysis of the Rogachover? We were always under the impression that the one who says Kerem Revai, right, has to have Five saplings which are consec- which their harvest is consecrated. Says the Rogachover, even if there is one sapling which is consecrated, but it's in the context of a kerem, because that's the definition of the kerem. In other words, the Rogachover, to my knowledge, with my understanding, is trying to reconcile the kasha of the Ramban. The Ramban says, how can you say Sheiltes and Rashi? That you need to have five uh, a kerem, five trees, just like kilai hakerem. When we're talking about the prohibition, because actually we didn't learn out that 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 uh, that uh, excuse me that uh, revai, the revai is the kerem revai. We know it says kodesh osvuas. It says the loshen Excuse me. Where is it in Kedoshim? Let me just get you the Pesach a second so you'll appreciate what we're saying. So it says, uh, uh, That's written by Revai. And it's, 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 it's like what is written by Kelaya Kerem, So just like by Kelaya Kerem, it's Svuas HaKerem. There's a kerem, it has to be the, the, the definition of kerem. So the same kerem revai has to have, even though it's loisel lochem tvuosoi, it has to be kerem. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Sheiltis, it has to be therefore five. Says the Ramban, but you derive it from Kelaya kerem. And by Kelaya kerem, even though it says kerem, the rule is that even if you had one sapling and you have mixed breeds, that prohibits it. So you, and that is the basis to learn on to revive. So why should you need five? But listen to the way the Rogachover learns the Sheiltis. The Rogachover learns precisely just that way. That even if there's one sapling, right, which is revive and the rest aren't, nevertheless, according to the Sheiltis, there would be a din of revive. Why? Because I, we need a kerem. We have a kerem. The question is, do we need that the whole kerem, all five, should be consecrated? No. It could be the shilters will also learn like the Ramban. That one just has to be consecrated. But nevertheless, because it says it's for us a kerem, we'd have to have five, at least five vines, even though the five vines aren't consecrated. So four of them aren't, and one is. So I'll call upon him 
That's the way the Rogachover learns, it, with, to my understanding, in other words, with the help, with the aid of these Mephorshim, why the Torah goes out of its way. It tells us the Loshin, the Loshin is Vayochel Noyach, number one, Isha Adoma, number two, Vayita Korum, number three. Each one is, is a message in itself. Each one has a halachic definition. Each one, and nevertheless, it's all a sequence of one thing. What does Noach want to do? Noach says the Rogachover going, Bikesh lekayim mitzvah revai. He wants to be mekayim the mitzvah of revai. And now, once he's done that, he has now a sapling which has on it, the, the, with the kerem, according to the shiltas, with the kerem, according to the Ramban for sure, but even according to the shiltas, there's a kerem, that's why he says, Vayita kerem, there's a Vayita gefen, because we need the kerem, like we mentioned, according to the shiltas. He wants to be Mekayim the mitzvah. Therefore, he takes a gefen, Bas Gimel Shonim. Venota Oisebigushayen, Venohag Din Revai, Veshosa Hayayin, Get their mitzvah. Get their mitzvah. He wants to do the mitzvah of Revai. And as I mentioned, it could be, that's exactly following very well with what we mentioned. He wants to be misaking. This what uh, Adam undid. He wants to fix it up and he wants to do a mitzvah with the wine, which Adam Arishan did the Avera with. Unfortunately, says the Rogachever going, Ach mikol makoim al Look what happened. After it all, he gets drunk and there's something unfortunate which evolves from it, but his intent was a mitzvah. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it can also be, I don't know, but he doesn't explain himself. The best way of looking at it is that he wants to fix up what other Mauritian undid, right? Uh, didn't fulfill, didn't attain. Also, the Rambam simply says that if a ben noyach in Hilchas Malachim wants to do any mitzvah, even if it's a mitzvah, which he's not obliged in, he can do it and he gets schar. So therefore, there's an Indian of finding that he's doing mitzvahs. But why after this mitzvah, it follows very well because he fixes up other Mauritian. With this, we end. Have a good night. He didn't make a mistake. He did it well. His intentions were good.